So often we expect spirit guides to be otherworldly characters that take our breath away in dreams. But more often than not, our guides are really easy to miss. So this week on Tune In with Marcy, I'm continuing my series to explore the magic of dreams. I share a really powerful client story about meeting a guide in dreams, why we often miss our guides in dreams in the first place, examples of the ways guides show up to us, how to recognize a guide the next time they appear while you're sleeping, and three simple steps to start connecting with your guides in the dream time tonight. I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I am so happy that you're here today. So if you're new, we're in the middle of a really awesome series of episodes exploring the magic of dreaming. So the first episode in that series is the previous episode to this. So after you've finished with this one, you might want to go back and listen to that. Today, as we continue this series, I'm exploring how to connect with our guides through our dreams. A common issue that I've helped many clients with over the years is closing out an old relationship and supporting them to release an ex. This is a issue that comes through my one-on-one client doors quite often. And often that process includes dream work. So I want to share a client's story about exactly that and how a client's guide showed up in a dream and she would have otherwise completely missed it. So a few years ago, my client was struggling to get over her ex. She knew the relationship wasn't good for her, but there was an undeniable connection that had her questioning. Should this really be over? You know, she sometimes he would like pop into her mind and I'll tell you some stories about her dreams in a minute, but he would pop into her dreams. It was just this kind of push and pull dynamic inside of her. And this is again, very common. It's something I've seen many, many, many times over this push and pull dynamic of one part of her felt that within a strong knowing that this relationship was not aligned, was not going to meet her needs and she needed to let it go. And another part of her that kind of kept fighting that knowing. So she had a lot of dreams that left her honestly with more questions than answers in her mind. Dreams where her ex apologized for his behavior, but left her hanging by the end of the dream. Again, push pull. Apologize for her behavior. Oh good, maybe he's changing. But then in the end, old behavior. Hmm, that's frustrating. Or where she went to meet him and then events in the dream intervened to stop her. It could be something like, you know, a flat tire or she runs into some other group of friends or whatever, different dynamics like that. So one day during a session while describing a dream to me, she mentioned a bouncer at a bar. And in the dream, this bouncer stopped her from leaving the bar and getting into a taxi to see her ex. He suggested that she sit on a bench with him and watch what happens next. So in the dream, that's exactly what she did. As the dream images moved forward, she witnessed her ex developing a romantic connection with another woman. And the man on the bench next to her shared that the ex that she was constantly chasing in her dreams was not emotionally available. 
the message? Move on. When she described the dream, the man, the bouncer, caught my attention. But she completely missed that. It's like when she was describing it, she was talking about the bouncer in passing, as if he was just some other person in the background. But for me, the bouncer was important. My client was focused on her ex. I was zeroed in on the bouncer. And that's because anytime a client has an unusual person in a dream who seems to intervene or share a message, I notice, and for good reason. Do you think this bouncer might be a guide, I asked her? Huh? Uh, she was just still too focused on her ex and her dream. Um, I don't think so. I don't know him, she said. And then kind of tried to move me on. You know, she kind of tried to move me on. Like, let's go back to talking about my ex. I, I lovingly paused her for a moment. Okay, wait a minute. I, I know it's not really actually about if you know him. Often our guides show up in our dreams as just ordinary people in the scene that guides us with messages or actions. Well, this caused her to like kind of pause for a moment, think a little bit deeper. And after some time, then a light bulb went off. Wait a minute. I've, I've seen that man in other dreams before, she said. And she kind of started to describe some other dreams where she's noticed him. Oh yeah, he was in this dream. And oh yeah, and then this happened. And oh yeah, he was a checkout clerk here. So she starts to notice that this person who she doesn't know in real life, because in her mind, she didn't know that person. So why would I pay attention? Her ex, she knew. So that's who she's paying attention to. And her ex is the one that she had questions about. So that's who she's paying attention to. In other words, she thought her ex was like the main character in the play. But in my mind, as a dream interpreter and as a, as a regular practitioner of dream time, um, her ex was actually not the main character to me. So after she made this connection of like, wait, wait, I've seen this man in my dreams before. Of course, this led me to, to smile. And then I said to her, okay, now, now we're really on to something. And as we continued during the session, I felt intuitively that we needed to explore some aspect of her soul contract in relationship to her ex. I talked about this in a previous episode, but many times when there is a, a push-pull dynamic like this with an ex, there are one of three things, and sometimes there's a combination of three things at play. It's usually <clears throat> a connection to a unhealed dynamic with a caretaker from our past, past lives that are unresolved, and or soul contract, soul agreements. So in this case, I really, really felt intuitively like, okay, there's something happening in this client's soul contract that might be related to her ex. And it might not actually be related to him specifically. It might actually be that there's just a larger romantic dynamic that's in her soul contract that we need to address. So when we tuned in to explore her soul contract, to my client's surprise, the guide that stepped forward and showed up is the man that was in her dreams. That's who came forward. And it was like this, you know, it's like, I saw this huge light bulb go off on her face when this happened. He was one of her main guides. Amazing, right? 
here's this person, this random person that she doesn't know in real life. So in her mind is not significant. Uh, suddenly she recognizes that actually he's, wait a minute, this person's been in a lot of my dreams. And then when we tune in to explore her soul contract, of course, that's the person who comes forward. And not to my surprise, he's one of her guides. And of course he said something to the essence of like, well, I've been trying to send you messages for a long time. So I'm glad that you're finally listening. So suddenly the mysterious man unassumingly showing up in dreams made a lot more sense. Hey there, Marcy here. Do you sometimes struggle with self-doubt and second-guessing your strong intuition? You know, like those hindsight 2020 moments where you realize, ugh, your intuition was right and you wish you trusted it the first time. Or do you simply wish you could hear your intuition more consistently? If so, then I'd love for you to check out my free masterclass, Hear Your Inner Voice. In this masterclass, I explore the three main obstacles to hearing your intuition that I see the most. Self-doubt, fear versus intuition, and discerning your heart's guidance. And the best part is I share solutions. You'll experience easy, practical tips you can start practicing today and a powerful guided meditation to hear your heart's voice. So you can watch now by heading over to marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. That's marcymoberg.com forward slash masterclass. I can't wait to clear the path together so you can trust your intuition and yourself more. So often we are expecting spirit guides to be otherworldly characters that take our breath away in dreams, like a famous god or goddess, or like this heart-stopping encounter where a guide shows up and delivers a long message telling us exactly what to do. But more often than not, our guides are more subtle than that, and they're even easy to miss if we aren't paying attention and we don't have a regular, consistent practice. And by the way, I don't see this just show up in dreams. I show this, I see this show up everywhere with my clients, my students, when people are starting to work with their guides. I think that Hollywood and I don't know what else, (laughs) mystical stories, I'm not sure. I feel that a lot of us have this idea that connecting with guides is some super fantastical experience. And don't get me wrong, sometimes we can have those really big openings where we do have a fantastic experience. I certainly have had those myself. But more of the everyday is a little bit more subtle and mundane um, and incremental than that. I suppose it's not really that different than a long-term relationship where you can have these moments of spark and flash and, you know, the the fancy, fun, romantic dinner or the special surprise or whatever. But then there's more of the mundane, subtle nuance of what is actually the fabric of true intimacy, connection, and love that's more of the everyday. So it's very similar to that. So let me give you a couple examples. Guides and dreams can show up as the unassuming person who gently stops you to tell you a message. 
the old woman who guides you to take the right fork in the road. So like, let's say you're in dream and you're walking down a path and then there's just this woman who kind of just points to the right and then you go to the right. You might not think anything about that person. You're like, well, whatever. It was just some random person. It, like that, <laughs> if you told me about the story, you might not even tell me that that person pointed. You might just tell me, oh, and then I took a right fork in the road. But that woman can be one of your guides. Another example is the fox that pulls your attention and you curiously follow into the forest. So this is a really subtle one. Sometimes there are people, animals, uh, trees, plants, etc. There can be something in a dream that pulls your attention that you get curious about and you follow or you walk towards or you pick up or whatever that is. That can be a guide or have guide energy connected to that. Another, for example, is an eagle that arrives and lands on your deck uh, as you reflect on a challenge in waking life. So maybe you're in a dream and you're thinking about something that you're frustrated with and in you know your waking life or a problem you're trying to solve. And then this eagle like comes and lands on the deck. And maybe even in the dream, you don't pay much attention. And then you wake up the next day and you don't pay much attention. You just kind of keep like spinning in your head around this 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 issue but that eagle showed up because they're a guide just waiting just waiting for you to like pay attention and be like um would you like some help you know another one is the tree that you sit under and you watch the the leaves like just wave in the breeze again every day like random occurrence in a dream but if the dream if that tree tends to like you feel like loved and supported. You feel um, like you notice like really deep beauty in the leaves while you're watching it. That's something to be curious about and, and, and pay attention to. So embedded in the fabric of our dreams, guides call our attention and focus, if even momentarily. Yeah? Does this mean, okay, so now you may be thinking like, well, wait a minute, there's like sometimes a lot of people in my dreams. Does this mean that every person in your dream is a guide? No. Probably not. I would say definitely no. The characters that play an important role or you find yourself paying attention to or watching at a certain point in a dream are worth paying attention to. They're not all guides. There can be a lot of layers to what they are. Um, There's a lot of different ways we can interpret that. And I teach some of those skills in my dream interpretation course, which will be happening again in the fall, by the way. But sometimes those characters are the guides, particularly if they seem like a like a, a very obvious giveaway is if they seem to be guiding your direction, path, choices, or even sharing a direct message in a dream, all of which would indicate that a guide has visited your dreams. Now, if you think a guide has visited your dream, then what do you do next? Um, I have a couple ideas of some baby steps that you can take to just start to nourish a relationship with them. Again, note as a disclaimer, I believe DreamWork, and I think I said this in the last episode, DreamWork is a lifelong practice. It takes consistency. It's a really, really amazing, rich and deep practice. So these are baby steps I'm suggesting. Don't expect miracles because True practice comes with consistency over time, and that's where the beauty of the depth comes. Okay, that's just like my little practical disclaimer. Again, keeping it real here. So 
Start by acknowledging that a guide has visited your dreams and recognize their guidance. Sounds pretty simple and straightforward. Honestly, like a lot of people don't do this at all. (laughs) Don't even take time to really acknowledge and let it sink in and go, wait a minute. Oh, that was a guide. They visited my dream and this is what they were guiding me towards. So notice, did they give you a message? If so, you might want to write it down. And better yet, I recommend you find a small way to honor it. So let's kind of go back to the story I shared before about my client and the message that she received from that guide, which was essentially move on. Then a way that she could honor that dream would be exploring, okay, what are the parts of myself that I need to to heal? What kind of uh, ritual do I need to do? in order to really release this and let go and move on, for example. And then after you've really acknowledged that a guide has visited and you recognize their guidance, you might want to think about setting an intention to stay open to more messages from your guides. Because if you have one message, uh, your guides are definitely sending you more, I promise. And hold this intention in your heart when you go to sleep. So that could be something that you just uh, gently meditate on, hold in your awareness, and then fall asleep. You can even speak this intention out loud if that feels powerful, directing this to your soul's essence or speaking directly to the guide. But it's, you know, really just taking this time to stay open, recognizing and, and setting the intention to stay open to more messages. Now, after you take these steps, notice if you receive more messages. And of course, if you do, acknowledge those. That's important. Because again, this is another step that I see people uh, miss is that maybe they acknowledge one message and then they move on and they're just totally focused on that one message, but they don't notice that more messages come in. And I like to say this all the time to my students and my clients, intuition speaks in long sentences. And what I mean by that is that intuition sometimes, like intuitive messages sometimes take time to come through. Some of my most important messages have taken years, a decade more. That, for example, like moving to the mountains where I live now, I started dreaming of mountains a long time ago. I lived in the Washington DC area for 15 years before I moved to these mountains. And I just made it a practice and an intention that I was going to stay open and, uh, and, and open to receiving which mountains exactly were calling me. And for a long time, that wasn't clear. And for a long time, I tried to make it be clear. <laughs> But every time I thought it was clear, I thought like, oh, hey, I think I have it figured out. Um, I would get another message in a dream that was like, no, not that. So again, true, my experience is true practice takes a lot of patience and consistency. Now, I don't want that to discourage you and to go like, oh, great, forget it. I'm not going to work with my dreams because I'm not going to wait 10 years for a message. It's not always like that. But sometimes really big messages do take that long. But smaller messages might literally come through and you might have some clarity and and resolution within a couple nights, within a week. So, you know, just take steps to notice when the more messages come in, because it's really easy to get caught on just one and miss the rest. 
So one of the most important aspects of developing our intuition is really acknowledgement. It strengthens the connection and communication between our guides and ourselves. I like to talk about it as if, you know, we have uh, cell phones. Yeah, we have a cell phone and our guides have a cell phone. And when we receive a message, it's like as if our guides are sending us our text message. And when we acknowledge it, it's as if we're saying like, hey, got it. Oh, thanks for your message. You're sending a read receipt, etc." When we don't do that, like for example, let's say you, know, a, you, you were messaging a friend and your friend never, ever, ever acknowledged that they received your messages. They never responded back, nothing. They never said thank you. I mean, I don't know about you, but would you just keep randomly, would you just keep like messaging that person? I wouldn't. <laughs> At a certain point, I'd be like, okay, this is not a, you know, mutually like supportive, loving relationship. Like, why am I even bothering? Maybe this person doesn't even want to hear from me, right? So in a similar way, our guides can um, kind of sense that situation and, and can kind of I don't want to say feel similarly because they don't feel similar. They don't have like the same kind of disappointment kind of situation like we do as humans. But they also are not going to like waste their time metaphorically, if that makes sense. So when we take this time to acknowledge uh, messages, it really strengthens the connection and communication between our guides and ourselves. It creates more deeper connection, intimacy, etc., just like it would in a regular relationship. So what if you are listening to this and you're like, well, I don't think I've ever had a guide in my dream. That's okay. The invitation that I have for you is just start with intention setting. Start with an intention setting that you are willing to receive messages from your guides. Our guides often need a signal from us that we are open to receiving guidance for them to step in. And if they don't feel that we are open to their messages, or if we ignore them in the past, they may not be as forthcoming. Again, going back to the idea of, would you keep texting a friend who didn't respond to you? I wouldn't. <laughs> I haven't. That's like Those are real stories that have happened to me. <laughs> I just am like, okay, never mind. I'm going to, this is going to be that, that's, that's that. So setting our intention is really a baby step to start to slowly reopen communication. Remember, this is really important. We live in a world where personal will and agency is embedded in the fabric of life. And while I do believe destiny, fate, uh, also plays a role, it's an intermixing of the two that creates like what happens in life. And our guides often need us to say yes before they're willing to fully step in. And my experience is once we actually say yes, they can really step in and support us. So what, what do you think so far? Do you find this episode inspiring? Are you already having some ahas? Or maybe you find my tips super helpful and you can't wait to start to put them into practice. If you loved this episode, I want to invite you to share this with one friend. And one of the easiest ways to share this podcast episode is to use the share button on an app like Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Apps like these make it super easy to copy and then share the link, or even simply share through a direct message to your loved one, to your friend. I know personally, this is like one of my favorite ways to share podcasts that I love with my my friends' podcast episodes. 
So thank you in advance for spreading the love by sharing this episode with one of your friends. And that's it for this week's episode. Next week, I'm going to continue exploring the magical power of our dreams, specifically looking at the power of dreams to heal us. It's going to be a really good one, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, So make sure to tune in next time. And until then, I'll leave you with my personal mantra, being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts, share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name.com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. 